This has been a year of searching without really knowing what I'm looking for. From the life coach school and the landmark forum to attending a 10-day Vipassana retreat and figuring out the color of my parachute. I have been an enthusiastic contributor to the self-improvement sector in 2023. Welcome to Gritticism, the show about personal accountability through gritted teeth. In each episode, critically acclaimed overthinker Laura Wachleski spills the tea on her latest project. What got done, what didn't, and what's coming up next? Grab a notebook and pull up a seat as she breaks down her process from getting inspired to moving forward and finding clarity. She also goes deep into what to do when things get messy. Join in, follow along, and be inspired to be your own best critic. This is Criticism. Heyo! My name is Laura Wachleski and I am the host of Gritticism. Thank you for joining me today. I'd like to start off by telling you a little bit about myself. The Pacific Northwest is where I currently call home, but my heart belongs to New York City, Brooklyn specifically. I hail from a tiny Midwestern farm town in the middle of nowhere. For the last 15 years, I've worked in the fashion and apparel industry as a pattern maker. My days are filled with shapes and numbers and forensics. My job is to make your clothing fit properly. I pendulate between being super motivated and being extremely not. Pendulate is not a word, but it should be. I love a good diet and fitness life hack. After reading 4-Hour Body, I used to say that Tim Ferriss was my future ex-husband. I had heard him speak once at the Apple Store and it was very clear that we were never going to work out, but there is a parallel universe somewhere. Post-pandemic, I'm at a point in my life where I need a swift kick in the arse to get me motivated, to change direction, and to keep me moving. In my experience, accountability groups and partners too easily devolve into enablement. That's not what I'm looking for. Enter Gritticism. Gritticism is my answer to creating the kind of personal accountability that I am looking for. Accountability around consistently showing up and combating my perennial procrastinator moving forward without engaging my chronic overthinker and actually finishing things and banishing the serial quitter that plagues me and has decimated my self-confidence. I define the word criticism as evaluating the quality of one's grit, perseverance, determination, or persistence. I've always had an affinity for the word grit. Since the first moment I smelled the turpentine in the dirty, filthy painting department on a tour of the School of the Art Institute of Chicago. My heart leapt at the grittiness of it all. It's time for me to get down and dirty and finally do the things that I keep saying I'm going to do. Gritty ambition personified. Episodes of Gritticism will be published roughly every 10 days on the fives, the 5th, the 15th, and the 25th. Each episode will detail out what I've done and what I've learned and what I'm doing next. If I've failed to produce any results or failed at any tasks, then I will talk about that as well. The point right now is to practice showing up and doing the thing no matter what. As the audience, you play a crucial role in this endeavor. Knowing that you're out there listening and waiting for the next episode to drop is just the right amount of pressure to keep me going. Thank you for listening. It really does mean a lot. You may be wondering why I decided that a podcast was the right format for me. Frankly, I'm kind of wondering the same thing myself. This has been a year of searching without really knowing what I'm looking for. From the life coach school and the landmark forum to attending a 10-day Vipassana retreat and figuring out the color of my parachute. 
I have been an enthusiastic contributor to the self-improvement sector in 2023. Amongst the many, many audiobooks that I've listened to this year, and then bought the physical copies with the best intentions for note-taking, hashtag fail, I came across a book by a woman who started a podcast and turned it into her life's work. The reason she stuck out to me in particular is because, well, to be honest, she seemed like kind of a nobody who was hanging out with the right people with legit skills who had already made it. She was in their orbit and did what they said and was able to capitalize on their networks, or so I thought. More on her later because criticism is alive because of her. I can admit when I'm wrong or being judgmental and a jerk, sometimes. When I was little, does high school still count as little? I would narrate my entire morning routine as if I were doing a talk show. Podcasting about things I'm doing in my life doesn't really feel very far from that. Come to think of it, my audience is pretty similar too. Hi, Mom! Anyway, I digress, but this is my show, and I can do that. Starting a podcast seemed like it could check a lot of boxes for me. First and foremost, I'm using it for the purpose of holding myself accountable even when I don't want to be. Secondly, I'm documenting new skills that I'm learning, such as creating a podcast, starting a website, leveraging social media, and I'm going to talk about my process along the way. Thirdly, at some point, I'm really going to screw something up or fail to show up in the way that I want to, and I will have things to say about that which you may or may not find useful to hear. Mostly, I'm doing this because it feels like the right direction to go in. I'm kind of excited to see where it takes me. The most prevalent topic that I will be talking about for the first month or so is creating this podcast. It's going to be a bit meta, I'm afraid, but there's so much to say and it really is quite exciting. Most things are if you dig deep enough. A website is also on my short list of things to create so that we can interact more directly. This way I can provide you with show notes and links and resources. I look forward to hearing what you have to say. I will also not hesitate to block you if you're a jerk. Jerks aren't cool, don't be a jerk. I would also like to tackle social media and drum up a little excitement for this here little pet project no mine. I'm an avid consumer of social media, though I do very little posting. I can often be found lurking on Instagram. My Pinterest divulges an, an embarrassing amount of time spent on there. I can easily get lost scrolling on Reddit to the point where I need to hide the icon on my phone. TikTok is not even an option. I lose myself looking at it over other people's shoulders. But I've never really been big on posting or self-promoting or having a clear understanding of how to best leverage social media. These days, it's a skill set in and of itself, so on the list of things to learn it goes. Personal things that may make an appearance include basics like implementing a morning routine, healthy eating, exercise, I recently heard about this thing called 75 hard and it sounds like it's really gonna suck. We'll see how all of this goes. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where this is going and that's okay. Criticism is mine and I don't have anyone that I need to make happy except me. I think that's more than enough about method behind my madness. Let's talk about getting started with this podcast and where my information came from. Going back to the book that inspired my podcasting aspirations. The book was How Are You Really? by Jenna Kuchar. In the book, she tells a story of how she started out recording her first episode in her car on her iPhones with her AirPods. I listened to it and it's okay. 
She rambles on and shoves so much information into that first episode that it's a bit hard to follow. Highly likely very similar to what I'm doing right now. Anyway, I like the idea that doing a podcast would allow me to practice personal accountability, execute and improve on new skills, and be a resource for very beginner beginners. So, here we are. Naturally, the first step in making a podcast was to do some research. This is where my chronic overthinker kicks in, closely followed by my perennial procrastinator. This episode was posted on January 5th, 2024. I first had the idea to create a podcast way back in August, maybe July. Clearly no rush, am I right? I started researching on Reddit, but quickly became overwhelmed. I hate shopping at thrift stores, and I hate hunting for info and deducing what is of value and what is not. I will readily admit that I prefer being spoon-fed tiny bites of info at a pace that I can easily digest, preferably while someone is holding my hand. Reddit was too jumbled and chaotic for me to feel confident that I was getting all the info that I needed. Ultimately, most of my info came from two main sources. First, I was able to connect with a woman who had the task of helping voice actors set up recording studios in their homes at the beginning of the pandemic. She advised me on what a noise floor was and how to minimize noise in my recording space. Things that absorb water absorb sound. Things that reflect light reflect sound. She also gave me tips on how to prep my voice and mouth parts for clear dictation for long periods of speaking. This episode is the first test as to how much more refinement I need to do in my space and with my voice. The second source of info, and also the one that did the most heavy lifting, was a course by Jenna Kucher herself. She offers a five-part course called The Podcast Lab, and I personally find it invaluable. She really does a great job of holding your hand and walking you through each step of the way. It was not an inexpensive course, although she does offer a reasonable monthly installment plan. Jenna makes the whole process feel very attainable while still feeling like a bit of a stretch. There is enough material in the course where I feel like I can start small and grow into bigger challenges, like creating a blog for show notes with more information, or generating hype on social media through various different channels without getting overwhelmed. She also talks about ways to bolster SEO, search engine optimization, and how to begin to monetize your show. Overall, I feel that the podcast lab is well worth the money spent, and with lifetime access, I know I will use it as a reference for a long time to come. Sales pitch over, I do not get a kickback whatsoever from saying this, and I would be very surprised if Jenna Kucher ever gets wind of me singing her praises. One of the big things that I learned from the course, and that I had strong suspicions of, but no one was really saying, was all of the things that need to be put into place before you're ready to post. It isn't quite as simple as write script, press record, publish. Your podcast needs a name, preferably one that is unique, bonus points for easy to spell and pronounce. You'll have to decide what category it will be listed under so that your podcast will show up in search. Additionally, cover art and a show description help people know what they're getting into. Lastly, if you want music, it is very important to have a license for the music that allows you to use it for a podcast. Pro tip, ha, huh, I just called myself a pro. Make sure your cover art and music are giving off the same sort of vibe, like a trippy 70s graphic paired with a very chill classical music might send conflicting messages. You may also want an intro and an outro. The consistent bookends that start and end your episodes, again, you kind of want to make sure everything is vibing similarly throughout. 
Once you get all the fun stuff ready to go, there are some technical backend things that need to be addressed as well. I'm not super technical, as my partner can attest. I personally thank my lucky stars for live-in tech support. You need a digital audio workstation, or DAW program. It may be pronounced DAW. I'm not sure. I'm not that much of a professional. This is the program you record your raw data into and then edit. My friend advised me to use Twisted Wave to start with. It is super simple. You hit record, you talk, you hit stop, and stop recording. Any areas that need to be removed can be highlighted, and then you press delete. It's super simple program and great for the technologically fearful. That being said, it can only do a single track, so there are some limitations. I see it as another area for future growth. Once everything is recorded and edited and it's as pretty as you want it to sound, a hosting platform is needed to house your episodes and send them off to a podcast directory for people to find. Apple Podcasts is a podcast directory. The hosting platform sends your episodes to the directories through an RSS feed. An RSS feed is like an alphanumeric phone number that a directory uses to have your episode delivered to them. To set one up, all of the above info, name, image, description, music licensing, category, etc., plus more will be needed. Another important note is that it can take up to 10 days for Apple Podcasts to validate your RSS feed. If you've never heard of a trailer, it may be a good first recording to publish. This will allow your RSS feed to get validated and you'll be all set up to publish your first episode at exactly the time that you want. That seems like a good place to stop for now. In the next episode, I'll share how the experience of recording and editing this episode went. Due to it being significantly longer than the trailer, I'm expecting bigger challenges along with more insights on editing and using intros and outros and who knows what other surprises are in store. Thank you so much for joining me. Heyo! Thanks for listening to Criticism, the show about personal accountability through gritted teeth. Drop a comment and follow us on Instagram at Criticism. I'd love to hear what's getting you gritty. Rate and subscribe to make sure you never miss a beat. Ready or not, new episodes dropping on the fives, the 5th, the 15th, and the 25th. Catch you next time.